a wide-eyed innocent wandering the streets of New York City, eating too much sugar and causing havoc. It's charming when you're a kid, less so when you're a middle-aged man in skin-hugging tights. We watched Home Alone 2 and Elf, and this is what we had to say. Hello, film lovers, and welcome to the 100 Film Review Talk Show. I'm your host, Craig Andrew Mooney. Joining me for our Christmas special this year is some of the gents from the 100 team. Unfortunately, we didn't quite get the full 100 team with us for this year, but I'm delighted to have with me Andrew Grayson, Joseph Boone, and Mr. Paul Sturritt. Welcome, Merry guys. Christmas, one and all. <laughs> Such, such a oh my god <laughs> Merry oh, Christmas god. Paul Merry so, Christmas Paul for, for, for the listeners uh, Paul has decided to come dressed as a sexy Santa uh, with uh, <laughs> with a whole bag just Santa that sexy part's all on you that's just all that's all stir it. that is all stir it. yes that's, sorry that is my perception of Paul to be fair <laughs> oh god anyway put me off straight away with that with those eyebrows I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to screenshot this and just show the listeners later on I think anyway anyway we have been reunited for the holidays to talk about Two films chosen by you, the listening public. Your vote during our festive face-off meant that Andrew Grayson was the out-and-out champion with both of his picks winning Home Alone 2 being crowned our Christmas cracker and Elf being dubbed our Christmas catastrophe. Now we have a gleeful Andrew Grayson filled with Christmas cheer at his victory, but also a disheartened pair who failed to secure their films on the show. Uh, So... We're going to start positive. We're going to start with our, our Christmas crackers. Now, for the listeners, obviously, if you were jo- joining in on Facebook and Twitter, you were voting along with us. We all picked, all the 100 team picked a good film, which was our Christmas cracker, and a bad film, which was our Christmas catastrophe. And they had to go up against each other to try and secure that film. Andrew was the winner, as we said, getting Home Alone 2 and Elf put on the show. And we are going to start positive. Let's start with looking at the good side of Christmas and I'm going to come to Joseph first. Joseph, what do you feel makes a good Christmas film? And I'll give you a chance to also defend your pick, which I believe was Klaus. Um, I think a good Christmas film obviously needs to have some Christmas cheer in it um, and be set at Christmas because, you know, you can't have a Christmas film that's set in mid-July. Um, <laughs> however, I mean, I'd be interested to see what a Christmas film would look like if it was set in mid-July. Um, I I like it when it's not overtly about Christmas and it's not shoved in your face and it's not about, you know, like, it's the night before Christmas and disaster has struck. I like it to be a bit more subverted than that and be about the overall message or like a little aspect of it, which is why I chose uh, Claus, the, the um, 2017 animated, um, I believe it was an Emmy nominated film. Uh, nominated for a lot of a lot of things, but uh, didn't win. Much like it didn't win this. Didn't vote. win the Facebook uh, vote. It though, did, did it? Win. No, it did, did it, not. Joseph. Um, I, I like it when it's a Christmas film is about a very specific story as opposed to something that's kind of more universal, um, like Klaus, where it's about the the origin of why we send letters and um, things like Nightmare Before Christmas, where it's about um, one skeleton man's hubris. I like films that are about that where it's not overtly bashing the holiday spirit in your face like elf or uh, home alone 2 um and it's it's more it's, it's it's an easier watch than one of those things if that makes sense 
Okay, throwing shade straight away, Joseph. I like yes, it. I like yes. it. Okay, I'm, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts on Homo and Two are later on. Uh, Paul, dare I ask? Sorry, sexy Santa. Well, I'll refer to you as sexy Santa for the rest of the episode. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right, Paul. What do you think uh, makes a good Christmas film, and why did you choose? Uh, what, actually, why did you choose Krampus? Actually, I actually do want to know that. So I like my Christmas films Christmassy. With a side of Christmas. That's how I am saying it, because I you can't get enough Christmas spirit. And I, I like my films really, really Christmassy, Joseph. And you know what? I thought Krampus was a very Christmassy film. <laughs> but as you know, I'm also a fan of, you know, monsters and psychopaths ripping people to shreds. So I thought, Christmas, and it does actually have a really good Christmassy vibe. It's a black comedy of all things, and it's, uh, you know, a Christmas film. So big old Krampus and makes a bunch of things come alive in the house and they also, the gifts and the cookies and whatnot try to start killing the people in the house. It's, it's fabulous, and it's all practical effects. Yeah, it's there's all... nothing more Christmassy than a dysfunctional family banding together to fight a demon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've even got the old German grandmother to tell you about the tale in the film. You know, she's like, "Oh yes, Krampus," and and you know, and it's oh, it's, it's very scary. Very, you know, you know very. What, you know, I'm I'm going to agree with Paul here. Every time there's been a Christmas where my German grandmother hasn't sat in the corner and told me a horror story, <laughs> it hasn't felt Christmassy enough. You know, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is, you want. You want your Christmas films filled with Christmas cheer, but sometimes a little, you know, a little bit of blood. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll give an honourable mention to uh, Greg, Sasha and Vanna Shree's film, shall we? So it's a wonderful life for Sasha, Scrooge for Greg and Bad Santa for V. So has anyone seen those? I, I personally... I, I love Scrooged. I, th- I thought out of yeah. all out of all the films that you guys picked, because I had to be the impartial judge for this one. Um, I'm not having. I, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not having that impartial. Impartial. Oh, I was well behaved this time. I was well behaved this time. I think I only voted once. I think I voted once. <laughs> and that, and you, that... You've had the politic, the Craig political machine working against you this time, Andrew. And somehow you you still overcame. I, I just didn't I was, want him to win both. He'd be too smug. That, that was I, was, I was genuinely surprised that Sasha didn't win at least one of them. That's why like, I was with yeah. her army of like followers. Well, we'll we, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> also, she picked like what is probably quintessentially regarded as probably the best Christmas yeah. film of all time. Yeah. Everyone always says, "Oh, it's a wonderful life." It's a wonderful. Life. I've actually still never seen it. It's a wonderful life, and it's, I don't. I don't have any plans to it this time, but. I'm up for being convinced. I'm up for being All convinced. I wonderful. know, all I know is in the film it's not such a wonderful life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's it's quite a depressing film that has like a happy ending. Um but no, it is it's, it's, it's a really good film. Mm-hmm. I've not seen Bad Santa. Has anyone seen Bad Santa? Oh yes, yes, one of my favorites. I remember Yeah, I've heard great things about that too. Uh, I mean, you know, just imagine someone who couldn't care less about Christmas and Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, he's working as a mall Santa. Um, he's got kids sitting on his lap and he's like, 
basically telling them to fuck off. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, <start laughs> and getting drunk. Yeah. And he's all all he cares about is maybe getting on with the, one of the the clerk ladies. And he's also thinking about casing the joint and uh, right. stealing all the some stuff. And then he makes pals with a a small a small child who doesn't really seem like he's all there, but he's got a good heart. And then he ends up forming a bond with this small child who he also you know uh, takes advantage of by you know saying oh yeah i can stay in your house and the and the the your i think his grandmother or someone he stays with is like also uh, health is on the decline it's just like screw you granny i'm staying in your house now basically <laughs> sounds very christmasy sounds very christmasy yeah. yeah very yeah. christmasy yeah 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 i was actually thinking to myself what i would pick i would i think i don't know for for a good christmas home i like trading places that's what that's one of mine that i really enjoy and more recently, actually, the man who invented Christmas, I don't know if anyone's seen that, the man who invented Christmas is uh, Dan Stevens. He plays Charles Dickens. It was quite a, a small film. It kind of came out kind of like subtly, kind of like, like I think maybe two years ago. And yeah, it's great. It's about, it's about uh, Charles Dickens, how he came up with the uh, Christmas Carol. So yeah, it's, uh, no, it's good to recommend it. Enough about those because, hey, democracy won, unfortunately. And Andrew Grayson, <laughs> and Andrew Grayson, was our champion with Home Alone 2. So, Andrew, tell us why. Tell us why you chose Home Alone 2. So, the reason that I chose Home Alone 2, I am not the most Christmassy of people. As someone who initially worked in retail and has done panto for the past, what, six, seven years, you're inundated with the same Christmas songs over and over and over in the same order. And it starts to grate on you. But I've got a couple of films where I'll get to like Christmas Eve and I'm like, right, these put me in the mood and Home Alone 2 is one of them. I think it's the setting. New York has a really Christmassy feel. Like we're already kind of talking about um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye set in New York. There's that kind of Christmassy feel coming from that city. Now I realise Elf is in New York as well, but it doesn't have the same effect. The similarities between these two films is ridiculous. I thought you were like a genius Aye. at one point, Andrew, but if it was an accident, fair enough. <laughs> oh no, it's pure accident. Pure, pure accident. Um, but yeah, for me, I don't know, there's something about this film where it's just, it's it's pure joy to me. It's funny, it's light, it's... Granted, if you really delve into it, there's, there's some of the worst parents in the world. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll probably get into that when oh, we yeah. start talking about the film. But like, um, for me, there's just... I don't know. I just have an affinity with this. It just makes me smile, this film. And it's one of these films where if I'm not feeling in a Christmassy mood, I want to watch it before Christmas Day. And it, it really kind of puts me in that mood. And why? I've been, I've been actually wondering this. Why did you pick Home Alone 2 over Home Alone 1? Because it's better. Interesting. Interesting. And we've already got a grimace from Joseph, which is very interesting. We're going to get into that hopefully a bit later, I think. I'm, I, I am going to ask the, the rest of the panel their thoughts on that. Because I was actually thinking this question myself while I was watching. I was thinking... Why has he picked this one? Why has he picked this one? And I did come to a conclusion, which I'll kind of reveal a little bit later. But anyway, for now, okay. for now, let's go to Joseph. Because as I said, Joseph was having a little grimace while Andrew was uh, speaking away about Home Alone 2. There. So Joseph, what are your thoughts on Home Alone 2? That's dreadful, isn't it? Oh! It's dreadful. Oh. <laughs> it's, All right. just, it's just the exact same film, but with a coat of New York paint and slightly worse. Oh. It is, it's just... I had I had to catch myself to keep paying attention to this film when I watched it. I got sidetracked halfway through and started watching clips of Tim Curry. <laughs> different things. Because I was more interested about Tim Curry's character than anything else in the film. Because it's just a rinse repeat of the plot before. There's only really one difference where he doesn't just run away from the bird woman. 
he goes, oh, hold on. I did this in the last film. I'm not scared of you. He has that little bit of character development, which we want from a sequel. But it's just the same stuff again. And I'm like, wow, this is that. Thank God they like tried to spice up the plot with Home Alone 3. <laughs> I actually don't mind Home Alone 3. Home Alone 3 is decent. I probably watched that before Home Alone 1. The entire series is a farce, Andrew. And if you don't agree with that, you're a moron. <laughs> so it's that's a genre, Joseph. <laughs> Joseph, I do believe if you don't agree with that, you're a moron. You've just insulted at least half of our listeners because (laughs) we've voted for this film. I'm still better. I didn't win. I would like to apologize for that that remark. I I apologize for that remark, but I'm still bitter about not winning Shrek 2's best sequel. And that was uh, several months ago. (laughs) (laughs) But my my spurious comments aside, I, I just, I didn't enjoy this film because it was... It was just the same stuff, and it felt like, apart from the bird moment, Kevin hadn't learned from the last film, and the parents hadn't learned from the last film. He's a child, Joseph. The wet bandits hadn't (laughs) learned. You need repeat lessons. He's 10. Like, he's got some semblance of consciousness. He should be able to learn. Like, like, Joseph, Joseph, clearly, this boy. Is a psychopath. Have you seen what he, he does to these burglars? Like, I have written down in my notebook, is Kevin okay? Surely he should just call the cops. He sets them on fire. He I know. throws bricks <laughs> at them from the top of... This, <laughs> this boy has no conscience. Actually, the thing I, I, want, I want to know, like, did Marv get stupider between the films? Probably. Because, I, think, I think a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because he got, he got a dumber. And I didn't like that. I liked Marv in the first one. Marv was good. But yeah, was, was he, was he your, well, the way you were drawn to? Your relatable character <laughs> yeah, I, I relate to Marv in the first one. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed that, that Paul didn't come with Marv's hair. Um, <laughs> rather than, rather than doing, like, like, after he gets electrocuted. Because I'm going, if there was one man that is prepped and ready to be able to do that, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Mr. Paul Starrett. <laughs> I, I didn't realize, I thought I liked this film until I rewatched it. But I found myself just getting annoyed at it. And maybe it's because I'm grumpy now. And no longer a, a, a bright-eyed <laughs> child, but I only laughed at two bits. I laughed at the the bit where they do the the callback to the angels with filthy souls, when like Tim Curry and the posse are going to the hotel room, and it's like you've been smooching with everyone, you've been smooching with Cliff, and like the security guard turns and yeah, yeah that is a good, that is a good I, I thought it was funny, but then the other bit I laughed at was when Marv gets fucking electrocuted, and I <laughs> I hated myself for laughing at it. It's funny. With the, like, when, his, when his skeleton when appears, skeleton? I knew it was coming. I was sitting there going, I know exactly what's about to happen, and I still laughed. <laughs> and I feel awful for it. <laughs> right, Paul, you've already kind of jumped in already, but what are your kind of thoughts on Home Alone 2? This was our good film. Ah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually did enjoy this. It was, yeah, it was uh, a little rinse and repeat, but this one set in New York and it has Tim Curry and Rob Schneider. Anyone? Rob Schneider? No? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just me. Derp de derp de derp Oh, I won't get into that. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, a bit bit rinse and repeat, but I thought, you know, uh it's two hours long, which I don't remember how long the first home alone home alone is, but uh I think Wow, was like this is like longer than some James Bond films. Like, <laughs> what 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 are we doing here? Come on, this make this an hour and a half, and so we can all go home. 
<laughs> but uh, so I was I was thinking about that. Why why is this two hours? I think you could cut the whole bit with the pigeons out. Oh, um, me. I mean, I know I know it. You need your Christmas sort of spirit part of the film. I think you could have made it a bit shorter. Because last time he just went to a church and he felt a bit better through the power of church. No, I'm but gonna have, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm I'm gonna be waiting on that later. Totally agree on uh, that. But pigeons, yeah, I think we could get rid of pigeons and uh, and more slapstick violence, you know, <laughs> because uh, I mean, he does actually start trying to murder these burglars for about a good half an hour. One of the, one of the fun facts from the film is that a, a doctor weighed in with Marv's injury. So when he gets the, the bricks thrown at him, he said he said that if that actually had happened, he would at best have had brain damage or most likely would have died. Died. <laughs> so, <laughs> So you know, I, I, that, I, I watched. Yeah. I watched her like a, a review of like all the injuries, and it got to the bit where Marv gets electrocuted, and the doctor gleefully said he should have had several bodily functions happen at this moment and would have boiled <laughs> from the inside out. And I was like, "Wow, I'm with Andrew." If I'm honest, I, I, I'm really not sure where you guys are coming from. To be honest with you, I, I, I do feel this is better than Home Alone One. I'll tell you why a little bit later, but. In terms of the film itself, I think it's a very well done film. I I love personally the pigeon lady stuff. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think that she puts in the best performance of the whole film because everyone else is literally just chewing the scenery. Like they are. They, it's, I mean, there's as far like people are shouting down the lens of the camera, and you then get this very subtle, very understated performance from this from this woman. She's absolutely brilliant, I think. Like that scene when she takes him up to, you know, the top of the opera house, or the, I think it's Carnegie Hall, isn't it? And they're just sitting there and she's just she's just chatting about her life. And I think even he he puts in a really good performance in that scene as well. Like she makes him better, I think, which is what kind of ha- tends to happen, I think, with, with child actors. If they're in a good scene with a with a with a really good actor, they tend to kind of feed off that. And I think it kind of shows in that scene. I think both of them put in a really, really good performance, especially uh that woman, I think her name is, what's her name? Is uh, Brenda Fricker, I believe, an Irish actress. I think she was, I think she was in Casualty or Holby City for a long time, I think I, I kind of read. So I don't know, but I don't know why she got the part. I don't know what the kind of story is behind that. But yeah, she must have just come over and, and just, she just absolutely nailed it, in my opinion. But yeah, I think that's what makes the film a little bit better for me, personally. I think, I think there's a really good element there that kind of really pushes the film on. And I think it really, I think there's also a better motivation as well for the ending. I think there's a better motivation for the for the you know the big you know kerfuffle at the end, the big fight, the bit you know him getting his own back on the, the wet bandits. He's he's actually doing it for a reason. He's trying to save the you know the children's hospital from losing all that money and things like that. So I th- I, I, me personally, I think it's a better film. If but I do see your point, it is a bit of a rehash. I think if you were just to forget about Home Alone One and just kind of see this as a film on its own, it's a really really good film. But if you're comparing it to the first one. I'm just thinking, well, actually, you're just on the same beats all the way through. I can see your point. But for me, I still think it's a better film. Oh, yeah. Forget the entire premise <laughs> of why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> How we got here. The whole point of this film is because it's happening again. These yeah. parents, we need to get on child social services. Yeah. It's, like, I love Catherine O'Hara. I think she's brilliant, but. I know it's not her fault. I know it's uh, her, the, the Mrs. McCaffrey. Right. I can't remember her name. 
but how can you lose a child twice? <laughs> like, it's, it's it's not even the fact they lose the child twice. It's how fucking how awful the family is. Like, see the scene yeah. when they're uh, passing the bag down. It's like Kevin's no here on your lap, mate. <laughs> your wee this, brother this, and your wee this cousin. This happened is just not literally a year, a year ago. And yeah. you're just like, he's not here. Speaking speaking of the family, there's just there's a scene that's always set sat really weird with me. And this it's the bit where he has to go get his tie from the bathroom and like they insinuate that his uncle's got a rather large penis and it's like that is weird it does, Who's that joke it doesn't for? age well yeah it doesn't no. age well as well because he was uh, like oh. go on go into your shower <laughs> with your uncle but it was it was the it was the bit before it where he was like oh uh, he says that you won't you won't know what it's like to be a real man or something and i'm like <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that's that's, that's, mm. that's like a shoulder blades together sort of moment. Yeah. Not, not fun at all. I do, I do like how they hint at um, they forgetting them the same way. Like yeah. they all get in the car and they're like, "We've got Kevin. <laughs> Kevin." Then he like sticks his head round. I thought that not was, this time. I will say what the film does really well is like payoffs, especially yes. from like like nods to the previous film. Like, like yeah. even like the the video cases for like angels with even yeah, more yeah, yeah, dirty yeah, yeah. souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and what <laughs> I think it's it does that really well. It's a good. It's a well made film. I didn't like it, but it's a well made film. I will admit that. But I've got a feeling that as soon as we come off this call, Joseph's going to be like, "I really like that film, but I'm just really fucking bitter." And I wanted the listeners. No, to no, I, 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 I will be genuinely frank with this. I did not like the film. I, I don't, I don't like Home Alone Two. I mean, if this is what you're like now, I can't wait for Elf later on. This is, it's going to be a, oh god. Um, but did, did anyone catch Kevin's fourth wall break? Like on the he, he, when he gets oh, yeah. on the plane and the boy is like starts speaking French to him and oh, he yeah. just turns and looks at the camera <laughs> like um, like bloody <laughs> foreigners. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, but he done it. He done it as well at the the bit. There was like a blatant fourth wall break at the point where he realized when he, he looks outside and he goes, "What city is this?" And she's like, "Oh, it's New York City." And he sits down. And he's like, "My parents are in Florida. I'm in New York." It looks right <laughs> like the camera is that point as well. <laughs> <laughs> that that works as part of the narrative, but like yeah. when he turns to look at the camera on the plane, I'm like, am I there? But I, it's like I, it's like it's a classic '90s thing, isn't it? It's like you yes. know, like the, the the films like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and, and written by the mm. same guy, by the way. That these films mm. are written by the same. Uh, by the way, did you uh, did you look at his uh, credits? By the way, I went and looked at um, John yeah. Hughes's writing credits. John he's Hughes. written he's written all the like amazing films from like the '80s and '90s, like Breakfast Club, yeah, uh, Home Alone's, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. All all the all these films yeah, that like he, you, he, he yeah. woke up one morning and chose, you know what, I'm going to succeed and just wrote a <laughs> <And> million <laughs> films. And just did. Yeah, you, you know, know you know what you know what you know what I've always wanted to do? Just write I've never done it in any of my films. I just want to write a joke about a wee boy going into the, the shower where his <laughs> uncle with his huge <laughs> schlong is showering, you know. How do I get there? Yeah. I, I feel How like do I, I make a film around that? I literally know? watched this this morning, and I didn't know. I need, I feel like I need to go back and watch that scene just because I I didn't notice any of that. So I need to go back and watch it. <laughs> the bit that stuck out for me when I was watching it this morning, I had earphones on. I was I was out. I was watching it on my phone when I was walking the dog. See the scene when they're uh, caroling, or the, they've got the Christmas concert, and Buzz is doing something not remotely funny with the 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 elf ears as candles and stuff like that. <laughs> that crowd. Honestly, you thought the guy was like the fucking lead name at the Apollo. Like, <laughs> sing them. It was so loud coming through my head, but like they were fucking wetting yeah. themselves. And I'm going, there's like one parent out of all of them and looking at that, going, 
that's misbehaving, wrap that, and but but they were all, and then, and then it leads to the apology where they're like, oh, but, uh, apologize to Buzz. Buzz caused a full auditorium <laughs> to laugh at a little child. When I know. Was saying, I was like, he, no, I'm fucking Team Kevin. No, exactly. He also concussed the music teacher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so good. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm with you there. It's like, why Why does he just get off scot-free with like a Shakespearean yeah. apology? I know. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's one of my gripes in the film as well. Like, that is one of my, that's what I was, I just wrote, like, she is an awful parent or he is an yeah. awful parent. Like, I, I just wrote that continuously about the mom and the dad. Like, he humiliated a small child in front of a massive group of people. And then, no wonder he pushed him. I'd have pushed him as well. Yeah, exactly. And then he's the one that gets in trouble, honestly. But I suppose that is maybe the point, is is getting, like, you know, I think for kids watching this, that's kind of what they want. Like, they want people to be outraged by that and, you know, be on Kevin's Mm. side, I suppose. And we still are, apparently. I do enjoy the fact as well that Craig's went into, like, this detail of, like, why you like this one was the nuanced performance. (laughs) From this woman, and it was like really subtle acting. Whereas in my head, I'm going, I thought I just, I, I loved the, the bit where he, he killed the guys and he just chucked bricks at them. Like, that's the whole <laughs> when the wrenches fell from that, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm watch, I want to see this wee guy plan how he's going to decapitate people because that's hilarious to me. <laughs> you know what you're going to do? That's get, what I'm saying. Get rid of this half hour of like nuance oh. and pigeon talking, and then we'll just get straight to the violence. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I would like any, any actors listening, any, go back and watch that woman. That woman's performance is absolutely fucking awesome. I agree, I agree with it's you wholeheartedly. Yeah. I just prefer the the. If you're looking for nuance, go you know go go watch you know like a, a Christmas Carol or something. This this is uh, 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 or you know just something. But this this is for you know your cartoon. This is essentially a cartoon in real life. <laughs> I, I was I was um I kind of went on a little bit of a rant about this film last night while I was making dinner to my partner and one of the phrases that i said was like how can how does this child keep beating these two looney tunes motherfuckers about (laughs) harry and marv and i said it with such emotion and gusto that i don't think i'm able to recreate it um but the was it just me or was harry in a completely different genre of film yeah like like, he's, he's been brought in for a mob film but he's been put in a slap. Well, it's Joe Pesci. It's yeah, Joe it's, Pesci. it's Joe Pesci. Yeah. But I love how they get. I love how they get round these mob mentality as well. Um, for being quite a sweary person by turning him into Mutley. Like, yeah. I, I know, <laughs> and I know that is a really dated reference, but they get like the. It's like that's so funny, man. It works so well, but like the, the thing, I like he's he's got a loaded revolver in his pocket, and he doesn't use it. The the brick is thrown at him. He's literally said beforehand, I have no qualms with murdering a child. Yeah. And he doesn't follow through with it. I'm not saying the the thing that, would be better with child death, but you know. The thing that I, I'm not I realized no. as well. <laughs> the thing I realized as well, right, is and I, and very understandably we're having a go at these terrible parents and stuff like that. All the adults in this are fucking idiots, right? Oh, yeah. The hotel management that let them in and all that stuff. But even something as small, smaller that uh, the point where Harry and Marv are uh, walking him through, like, I don't know if it was Times Square or whatever, and Kevin pinches the woman's arse and she decks the two of them and she just kind of nods and walks off. And I'm going, clearly you can see there is an unsupervised child being fucking grabbed by the scruff of the neck by these two vagrants. Like, what are you, like, uh, come on. And again, it's a film, but at the same time, I'm just going, like, the, the, the adults in this are brain dead. 
or even if it was, you know, like she maybe thought, oh, this is just, you know, my the blonde, this is just a blonde haired child out with these two, you know, fine gentlemen. Maybe it's his father's. I don't know. But I have just knocked them out. It's creepy, creepy fathers. I've just knocked them out cold and left them <laughs> yeah. in the park. So, yeah. On, on your bike, son. <laughs> oh, what I was wanting to talk about was what is up with all these asshole clerks? Like in the airports, oh, in the yeah. hotel, yeah. wherever he goes, there's only one nice one, and it's the, the guy in the toy shop. But yeah. other than that, What's all these clerks just look like they've had a broom shoved up their arse. So just like, Joseph, 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 you just asked if he was a ghost. No, oh, yes, because <laughs> no, I, I, hear me, hear me out. Because like it's it's clearly he is EF Duncan of the toy shop of toy shop fame. And Kevin has a word with him. He gets his toy. He turns around, sees the the oil paint, and turns around, and he's gone. And EF yeah. Duncan is no longer was see, and then he appears later on in the third act uh-huh. of the film, being like, oh, "Some kids helped save all my toys." And like, was he was he set up to be a it, ghost initially? Because he just he wasn't. He wasn't. He just gets a, a candle and he goes, "Oh, I was in the staff room." <laughs> he didn't Maybe disappear. He had to go and woo another child by giving him an ornament, uh, an ornament from his, his magical tree. <laughs> He wasn't a ghost. Mm, mm. He was a dirty old fecker. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was just fed up with this film. <laughs> mm. you, know, you, know, you know, my other, speaking of which, speaking of the, the toy guy and like the, the you, know, you, know, you know, the ending. So yeah. um, this, is one, this is one of my gripes with the film is the ending where they get all the presents. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, are we supposed to be like rooting for these guys? This is, this is like a, a, a vastly wealthy white family. <laughs> who are staying in the in a suite in the Plaza Hotel, and they begin yeah. all these bits like like they're like an inner city, you know, like <laughs> like in poverty family. Yeah, they're asking us for that kind of same reaction. I'm just thinking to myself, no, I'm not feeling yeah. sorry for these guys. What? Yeah, f- f- fuck them. I mean, they, they, why are they get all these presents? Ridiculous. <laughs> My wee brother brought up a really good point. Is like, I think it's the very last line of the film. You hear the dad shouting. He's like, Kevin, you spend nine hundred dollars on room service. I'm going. That's not all that much. Like for a normal person it. like me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I would probably have an aneurysm if I'd spent that much money. But I'm going, this guy has a home that can sleep seven children. <laughs> yeah. he, can afford, he can afford to take his family's other seven children to Florida with him. Yeah. I'm, and look at you. So I'm, I'm assuming he's a wealthy man, but $900 on room service in the plaza. He's probably <laughs> bought a film and had a dinner. Like that's <laughs> but, it, it, it but again, I get it. It's like for, from us. And I feel as if I've been ragging on this film. So I want to talk about something positive. Yeah. The soundtrack and the score in this film is yeah. fucking yeah. fantastic. And it's probably the biggest reason I choose this film over most other Christmas films when I want to put myself in a Christmassy mood. The, the, the actual score for The Home Alone is so distinctive and you know it straight away. And the song choices as well. I'm sure there's a song in this that's also in Jingle All The Way. And it just puts me in such a Christmassy mood because you don't hear it all that often. It's not like Mariah Carey and Driving Home For Christmas and all that kind of stuff. Whereas this stuff, I think, has got really distinct Christmassy songs. That is like When I watch this, I'm like, yeah, now it feels Christmassy. You know what it felt Christmassy to me? Go on, tell me. When he was walking through the park and he gets propositioned by some hookers. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because he does. He does. <laughs> it's just straight up. Want me to read you a bedtime story? I wonder how much that costs. 
Put it, put it on his room. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's how his card got traced. <laughs> Where did he swipe it? <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> I never thought about that before. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. So it's really Christmas Eve. We get proposition by a car. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not Christmas till you have it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. oh. Yeah. So what do we feel is better, Home Alone or Home Alone 2? <laughs> Home Alone 2 is much better. I think I think Kevin or um, Macaulay is, I think he's a better actor in that, that, like he's very much a child actor in the first one where he's yeah. kind of matured a wee bit. Um, and I, I generally think New York is a, a it's a Christmas, it's, it's, I've never been, and it's on my bucket list and I, that's when I would want to go is Christmas time because you get the, the big Christmas tree and you get in and all that kind of stuff. Like, But for me, I don't know. There's just something about this second one that just resonates with me. Like the the whole um, preparation scene where he's getting ready to take on uh, Harry and Marv. I, I, like as much as I do agree with you, Craig. The 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 pigeon lady scene is lovely. Like I'm like, oh, get get to the good stuff. Like let's 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 wrap this up and go and show us how he's stacking bricks. <laughs> I think this movie's so quotable as well. There's a lot in this film. Like fuck the the. Um, the black and white movie, everybody says that now. Mm. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and a happy new year. It's a t-shirt, mm. it's it's everything. Didn't they reuse a lot of quotes from the first one, though? I just no, know, it was, wasn't Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Was Oh, no, that was Keep the Change, you filthy animal, wasn't it? Yeah, Keep the Change, yeah. you filthy animal, and then they changed it to Merry Christmas. I mean, but no, I do I do think Home Alone 2 is, is a superior film to the first one. My my go my go home take about this was Kevin is going to grow up to be the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's essentially this is his origin story. Uh-huh. I did find it funny as well. Like, um, obviously, we're getting on the how how slack the airport security and stuff was, and it's like how times of like, mm. especially oh, yeah. you obviously get the shot where he walks up to the twin towers and stuff like that. So you have to think that's that's where your brain goes. You're going, oh yeah, that the, the that awful situation, but like you're going. He literally just says to them, he's like, I'm on this plane. Have you got a boarding pass? It's somewhere here. Like, yeah. find it at your own <laughs> your own time. There's my dad, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. That guy there, are you sure? Mm, pretty sure. I'm 10. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. I agree, I agree with you, Andrew, as, as I've kind of alluded to already. Um, when I was watching the film, that's what was crossing my mind most. I was thinking to myself, why is he picked this? Why is he picked this over Home Alone? Because they're both Christmas films. They're both good films. And it says, as, as I've kind of said already, when it got to that, when the pigeon lady entered it, and when we got to that scene, that's when the film really got better for me. I I, I thought up, up until that point, it was like, no, nah, I think maybe Home Alone 1 is better. Maybe it is better. But then as soon as that happened, from that point on in the film, the rest of the film is better. I think it's what makes it. That scene followed by, I think, I think the... Him getting his own back on the on the bar, on the wet bandits that also I think is better than the first one. I think, I think it's gone up a level. There's more to it, and obviously, as I said, there's more of a motivation for it as well. There's, I mean, yes, he was protecting his home and all that stuff in the first one, but like he's he actually for a noble reason he's he's trying to save you know the money for the 
for the kids and stuff. So I, I personally think it is a better film. Joseph, I've not, I've not heard from you on this yet. So why do you feel, I think you, you kind of said Home Alone 1 is better. Why do you think Home Alone 1 is the better film? Uh, first of all, Craig, I'm going to have to correct you. They're not, they're not the wet bandits in this film. They're oh, of the course. bandits, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, I prefer the first one because there's less, like, I think they've injected a bit too much high stakes in the film. You know, I've got to save the toys for the, the children's hospital. It feels like he's just situationally there as opposed to something that Kevin would properly care about for me. And I prefer the fact it it like the first film was set in just suburbia where nothing interesting happens. Mm. And then mm-hmm. he foils house robbers. It just seemed like maybe, maybe it's because I recently rewatched Home Alone as well it just seemed too repeated for me there was a lot of like really fun moments and some of like the the slapstick comedy is always good in these films but a lot of it was just rehashes of what they'd done before like especially like the blowtorch to the head sort of thing and then escalating it so he dunks his head in a toilet filled with kerosene and just he should have died (laughs) he should have been ruptured (laughs) into And it's just, there's, there's a few, maybe it's because I like, I get stuck on little details. I'm like, why didn't you do this? And then I forget, this is a children's film. The child cannot die in a child's film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, I've got a gun and I'm not afraid to use it. And then he just doesn't use it on all the opportunities he would have. And like, the, yeah, it's, it's like, Andrew, you said earlier, all the adults are, are idiots. And they just don't think. I think if, if like the wet bandits, sorry, the sticky bandits had um, a brain cell between them, this wouldn't have <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good film, but I prefer Home Alone 1. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a simplicity to Home Alone 1, which is why I was kind of leaning towards it initially when, when, when it, kind of the first kind of 40 minutes of Home Alone 2. I was thinking, nah, there is just a nice wee... It seems quite small, almost like an indie film, almost, Home Alone 1. It's, it's set in one location, very limited act. Like, there's only like a couple of main characters in it, main speaking roles in it. You know, you get, really get to know the characters and stuff. So yeah, you're right. There, there, there is a simplicity to it, but I just feel... I just think they stepped up. I think I think I think it is a better film Home Alone too for me anyway for sure. I think Andrew, you nailed you put the nail on the head, man. Like with the, the score is just like as soon as you hear the first yeah. few notes of that, you're like, it's yeah. Christmas time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it was John Williams, wasn't it? That did the yeah. score. Yeah, John like, Williams. It's one. It's one of the best like of his film scores. I think another gentleman that just woke up and decided I'm going to be phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phenomenal. <laughs> you want you want you want a film about dinosaurs? Boom! There. You want about a kid that just murders people? Boom! There. Yeah. Boom! There. Kill him again. Superman. Well, Star Wars. Space well. opera. Star, Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Holy, John Williams. Stop it, man. If if you're listening, E.T. John Williams. <laughs> right. So we have reached the halfway point. We have reached the halfway point, which means it's time for only one thing, and that is for Paul's. Tagline game over to Paul for tag ah do 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 push pineapple shake the tree da, da, do 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 push pineapple just for me okay okay you filthy animals are you ready for yeah. Paul's Christmas tagline special okay here we go because I eat exclusively from the sourest of grapes the first one is going to be. Gremlins 2, the new batch. So, let's see if you can tell which tagline is the real one. Okay, for Gremlins 2, you fed them after midnight, you managed to get them wet, and now you will soon regret. 
That's A. Or is it B? We told you, remember the rules. You didn't listen. Or is it C? They're back, crazier and sexier than ever. <laughs> oh, C, it's old. gotta be C. It's gotta be C. <laughs> got one for C. I think oh. it's C as well. With the amount of gusto that Paul said that. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's either he has created another bit of gold or it's gotta be that one. Yeah, I'm I'm going with it. I am going with the majority on this one. I think it's C. We're all saying C. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid the answer is B. Oh. Oh. I told you, remember the rules. You didn't listen. The the sexier part, I will admit, is maybe just a Freudian slip on my part with you know the the, the lady gremlin. But never mind. <clears throat> uh, moving swiftly on to Jingle All the Way. Oh, I love this movie. Is it A? Two dads, one toy, no prisoners. Or is it B, how far would you go for that special toy? Or is it C, looking for the last new toy on Christmas Eve? Oh, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was B, but then like he threw in the old brother. I'm like, that's so of the time as well. Oh, it's so lame. Oh, I'm going to say B. Got a B. I I think. Well, t- for me, A is the best tagline. So if it's not A, then Paul, you should have, you know, you should be writing to them and saying, change it to that. I'm, <laughs> I, I am going to say A because I think, okay. I think that, is, that is the best tagline. I'll diversify a? the pot and I'll go for C again. C, good man, Joseph. But I'm afraid the answer was A. <sighs> it was A. Two he was really dads, good as well. one toy. B was very good. Yeah. No, but thank you. Thank you. Next up, we've got. The most classic of our of our selection here. Um, one I'm sure you've all heard and seen. We've got A Bad Mum's Christmas. That's a great movie. <laughs> it's a great film. So, and if you're not familiar with this, the, the poster of the film was uh, Mila Kunis, Kristen Stewart, and uh, the, the other actress, uh, Lap Dancing Santa. What do you mean the other uh, Catherine Han who played Sorry, Doc Catherine Han and fucking Agatha? Let, uh, oh, is that who that is? On her name. Oh my yeah. goodness! Oh wow, I, I didn't realize. I I, I never uh, read the the cast list clearly. But here we go. A, celebrate the holidays like a mother. Is it B? This Christmas they're gonna be so bad. or is it c they've been awfully good girls santa baby yeah right oh that last one awful (laughs) if that that is the last one oh my god that would be oh i'd actually cry if they actually gave that to that film you know what i've i've done well so far I'm gonna to stick to my guns. I'm no, gonna I'm gonna say C. No, you're, you're not. C. Oh, imagine it <laughs> is though. I'm gonna say C. I'm gonna I'm gonna go B. I'm gonna go A. I'm gonna go A again. I'm gonna go A again. A, B, and C. Very good. Well, gentlemen, I can say that it was A. Celebrate the holidays like God. a mother. Thank God it wasn't C. <laughs> I know <laughs> that was. Oh no, thank you. Craig's uh, bullshit detectors getting stronger. 
<laughs> Next up, like I said, because I drink and eat exclusively from the sour grapes uh, fountain, I have uh, chosen Krampus as the next one. So here we go. A. All through the house, many things were stirring. Is it B? You better watch out. Or is it C? And a partridge who tried to kill me. <laughs> I'll be surprised if Joseph goes for C this time. <laughs> I've thought about it. <laughs> and the evidence shows that it's definitely C. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna play Joseph's game as well. I'm gonna stick with B. <laughs> and this time I think it is B. B. Very good. <laughs> the answer is B, gentlemen. Well yeah, done. Finally, I got a point. I mean, throw well, enough darts, Andrew. Throw enough darts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Some most stick. And here we go. For the final one, I have the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. The best oh. one of the series. <laughs> Both. Is it A? Santa Claus is coming to throw down. <laughs> is it so here it is merry festmas oh god or is it c twas the fight before christmas c final answer c final answer give me a and b again santa claus is coming to throw down so here it is, Merry Fistmas. They are all yeah. fucking awful. They are all horrible taglines. But then again, it's a horrible film. Uh, I'm going to go A again. A. Very good. The answer is C for yes. once. There you go. Vindication. Go to that well <laughs> enough times. Yeah. And the final scores, gentlemen, are... Joseph with one, he got there in the end. Andrew with two, and Craig with three. A yes. big old Merry Christmas to Craig. Thank you very much. Thank you. As, ever, as ever, Paul, wonderfully done, my friend. I mean, oh, done. thank you. I've missed thank it. You. I've missed, I've missed it. I've missed them so much, man. I tried, to, I tried to fit, you know, so a lot of these were like kind of 90s or early noughties songs. I tried yeah. to fit the language as best I could, you know. I was proud of a few of them. Yeah, you should be, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we move on to the shit side of Christmas, the Satsuma in your stocking, and we go over to our picks for what our hundred team deemed to be bad Christmas films. Now, remember, this is what they thought. Okay, this is their choices. Okay, it may not be what you think, so please, no atting us. All right. Now, the controversial side of things actually is the Elf is rated higher on IMDb than Home Alone 2. <laughs> Home Alone 2 is 6.8, Elf is 7. So already, As there's controversy. There's, there's controversy already. So we'll see what the panel think of Elf in a second. But let's give an honourable mention to the ones who didn't quite make the cut for this episode. We had Sasha with Last Christmas, Paul with Gremlins 2, Joseph with the Star Wars Holiday Special, Greg with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That, I think, is a little bit controversial for me, personally. It's entirely controversial. Mm -hmm. I quite like that film. film. I quite like that film. I remember liking it as a kid as well. Uh, And then V was 
with Dick the Hall, and that is remains now the closest vote we have ever, ever had on the show. One vote in it, right at the last minute, Andrew versus Van Ashry in the final of the uh, Christmas catastrophe, and Andrew came out on top with Elf, which I was, that, that, now that is the one where I weighed in. That's where I weighed in, because I wanted Dick the Holes to win, because quite simply, I didn't want to watch Elf again. This, this this is where my impartiality thing comes in. You literally <laughs> didn't want to watch the film because it's so bad. So that's why you should have voted. No, he didn't. He didn't want to watch it because it's so good, Andrew. Because it doesn't oh. deserve to be in this bottom spot. <laughs> I was I was devastated with that vote and how this team and I use the word team loosely. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're my team, Paul. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Team Paul went for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was purely because Vanishree had asked me first. She got you. You both got into my DMs, and I was like, "No." Uh, Andrew got I, to my DMs first. Man. I was literally. I was going to say, like, I got to Joseph's DMs, but Joseph was asleep when I asked him to vote. He, <laughs> he, he vote. He he's part of the show and voted on the wrong post, and I had to like <laughs> frantically text him, going, "No, no, no, me. It has to be the actual." No, no, no. I wasn't asleep. I was on a train. Yeah. I was. I was asleep. <laughs> a like zombie. mental. I was a zombie man. I was like, just trying to like work a phone. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> No, I do think I would like to watch Dick the Holes one day because I have heard that Dick the Holes is absolutely bananas. Like it's, 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 yeah, it's like one of the worst Christmas films ever made. Apparently, I think it was a good uh, pick from V uh, for sure. But hey, Democracy wins again, and Elf was the winner. Andrew got the double win, which I'm sure he's absolutely delighted about. So, chow, chow. Uh, we come to then this film. Now I'll start us off this time. I, as, I, as I was kind of saying before, I vowed never to watch this film ever again. Now, I've got a very complicated history with this film. I was probably, we were all kind of roughly the right age, well, obviously Joseph would have been a baby, but we were all roughly the right age when this when this came out. We would have been, what, 11, 12-ish, probably. And, you know, at the time, you think, yeah, it's, it's a good film. It's a good film, you know, of course. It's, it's kind of, that's the kind of age group they're kind of aiming it for. And then, my mum also really liked this film. And we used to sit, it, was like, it came like, I don't know why it came a tradition, but it came a tradition in our house that me, my brother and my mum would sit and watch Elf every Christmas Eve. Every Christmas Eve for about, I think, I'm going to guess about six, seven years in a row. And I actually gradually grew to hate the film more and more as the years <laughs> progressed. And it got to the point one year where I was just like, mum, I am really, really sorry, but I just cannot. I just can't do it again. I can't sit and watch it again. I'm really sorry. And then that was it. I think maybe I was about, maybe about 17, 18. I was just like, no, that's it. Sorry, mum. Sorry, I'm moving out. I'm, a, I'm an adult now. I'm gone. No, no, more, no more elf. Um, and that was it. I've not watched it in about 10 years. So fuck you, Andrew Grayson. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> never making me watch this film again. Mate, I'm with you on that. Like, I did, I did not think I was... I, I genuinely thought Home Alone 2 had a good chance. Sasha was my worry with A Wonderful Life and her cult following. Yeah. But... When, I, when it came to me picking Elf, I picked it because I don't like that film. I didn't think I was going to come close to winning because to me, people I thought, like even in my household, my dad and my wee brother love this film. And I was watching it yesterday to, to, to prep for this and I was like, I was just complaining and moaning and blah, blah, blah. But they like it. And I think that's, even if you say like IMDb rates it higher, like so to me, I didn't think I had a chance with this. Um, and then, and then, obviously, I, I got the win. But I would just like to point out, and I would like to take this moment to uh, officially apologise to 
all my friends and family that I inundated with, please vote for this. Yeah. I was I was I was asking exes to vote for this film because I was so adamant to win, and I gave up at five to eight. I was like, ah, <laughs> he's done it, and then I checked it at um, seven fifty nine, and I'd got the one vote that had done it. But um, yeah, I had a tactic going into this because of the last time I waited till the last half hour and text everybody just like go vote for this so that Sasha's cult couldn't overtake me. Um, but then V V ran me to the wire with this one, and I generally didn't think I had a chance because most people I know that um, really enjoy this film. But no, to me, this is th- this is awful. It's so bad, and I did like there was part. For, for a guy that's really competitive, I wanted to win, but there was a big part of me going, oh, no, no, I need to watch this film because I, I really hate it. Like, so it was a double-edged sword. So I apologise, Craig, but, you know, you, you can't you can't put me in this competition. Especially, same thing as Joseph. I'm still bitter that Captain America, Winter Soldier, got beat. <laughs> so I, I went full. I'm, as much as I'm not saying I'm retiring from this vote, I will not put this much effort. And again, I lost friends. I have family members that are not talking to me just now about how many people I was texting to win these bloody votes. So as pleased as I am that I won, yeah, at that effort, I will, I will, I will put in effort to get people to vote. But I will not be texting exes. I will not be texting like third cousins three times removed. Just being like, here, going just going like this. I had people. That's the thing as well. I had friends. I had to like. Oh no, but I prefer that movie. And I was like, no, it's not. Like we're friends. Like vote for it. Don't never mind about the film. Vote for me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had a lot of people kind of like I like Elf, and I was like, yeah, well, you're sh- stupid because it's awful. <laughs> um, Andrew's just said I'm that loving this who uh, like Elf whole... are stupid. So can I just apologise to <laughs> all of our audience that he's just called stupid? <laughs> and I would like to negate that apology because it's factual. <laughs> and we will we will decipher the reasons why it's factual very shortly right let's see if paul and joseph agree then so paul i'll come to you first this time what are your thoughts on elf well you cotton-headed ninny muggins <laughs> i actually ended up somewhat almost adjacent enjoying this shock <laughs> yeah. it was um you know, like I said, it's Christmas with a side of Christmas. It's uh, an overdose of Christmas, probably. And uh, it's Will Ferrell during his Will Ferrellian empire days, you know, where he had a monopoly on comedy, which was good times, good times. And uh, yeah, you know what? It's not, it's not my favourite Christmas film by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't hate it. It was... It was tolerable. And uh, many of the slapstick and whatnot moments, which I'll be getting into a bit later, I'm going to go into detail about why I liked certain moments. Okay. Joseph? I mean, this film's got all the hallmarks of a great, great film. You've got Will Ferrell voicing the main character who is a child out of his own world. He's been taken from a world he doesn't know into a world that he doesn't fit in in. And everyone else doesn't accept him. And eventually he realizes, you know, I'm, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So he goes off on a journey of self-discovery to try and find what it means to be him. And along the way, he creates a large robot to fight Brad Pitt. Sorry, I'm reading the script of Megamind. No, this film this, this is fucking awful. It's atrocious. Like, I tried. I tried for the bit to like this film. And my here's my first few notes. Um, note number one. Oh, yeah, I need to take notes. 
<laughs> note, note number two, quoting Will Ferrell in front of the Slag, him going, that, that, that's, that's ridiculous. I said out loud, audibly, this film is ridiculous. It's just... Uh, it's you, one. sir, are ridiculous. <laughs> that's is, what I have to say to that. The man, uh, the man with the, the cyber eyebrows and cyber beard <laughs> calling someone ridiculous. Honestly, <laughs> mate, the, you are so lucky this is a fucking audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this, 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 this film was... I, I really... I tried to like it, but I couldn't. And I wanted to gouge my ears out when he started singing in public and then <laughs> and then a scene later i wanted to gouge out my eyes it, it took mm. me three hours to watch an hour and 25 minute film yeah. because i kept pausing it and just going off and doing others it, it was sitting out the window struggle. i just <sighs> you know this this film actually made me think a little bit you know like there's actually a lot more to this than meets the eye like you know he talks about at the start that elves have three jobs and i'm like that must be horrible. <laughs> the, what about the elf economy? How can they possibly survive? You know, three jobs. What was it like? The uh, there was the the cobblers was one. Yeah, the cobblers, cobblers the, the people in the trees, and then the 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 toy. How do you make a society off that? That that was the one bit that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> like that, the, the, like that, that. I thought that was a really clever joke. Personally, I, I thought the the, 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 really the, the cobbler stuff. It, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the fifteen second long belch that made you <laughs> laugh out loud. It wasn't the egregious use of that's how you, on this fucking. That's film. how you know this this movie was. That's that's how you know this movie didn't hit with me. I am all for flatulence and burping. Like poo jokes to me are funny. Farting is funny. Burping is funny. I, I didn't laugh once in this film. I, I have some positives about this film, mm-hmm. but I, like I found, I, I just found myself similar to you, Joseph. Like I went into this film knowing I didn't like it. Going right, I'm going to try and be fair. I'm not going to go in because I'm. Will Ferrell's not my kind of comedy. I'm not saying he's bad or any, but it just for me, there's there's stuff that I I prefer other people. But I went in going right. I'm going to try and be as fair as I can. And honestly, I must have got about. Just up until the time that Will Ferrell came in, I was just like, yeah, that's I, I can't with this film. I can't. And my biggest argument for this is the titular character is fucking skin-crawlingly awful and it makes me want to turn the film off. The, the bit I got my wee brother away, my wee brother loves this film and he says, and I was like, why does he act that way? Like the whole, like when he screams about Santa Claus coming and he's like, he's an elf. And I went, not one other elf acts the way that he does. <laughs> That is a oh, really one good point. other elf. That's, yes. that's a really good point. Right? Like, it, it, did anyone else get when watching this? It was like you felt bad. Like you felt it's like we shouldn't. That, that it's like they're making fun of something. Yeah. We, sh- we really shouldn't be. Oh, this is where we find out it's like a it was like a crazy sort of snuff film that you know Will Ferrell <laughs> was just having a, a breakdown, just dressed as an elf and was actually going through New York and was just it's but I I don't come on, come on. What about the what about the romance? That was pretty genuine. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean here here we have another Christmas film where our main character is sneaking into the shower and watching them, you know? So yeah. But this time it's, it's, it's fine. As I said, Andrew, the links in this film, I mean, honestly, you are a genius. Like, Craig, we'll, I, never, we'll I, I never noticed it. Since how you brought it up and then as we were talking through um, Home Alone 2, I'm like going, yeah, Christ, that, 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 no, that yeah. does really connect yeah. to, to, to stuff I know. Like legitimately, we could have like, we could have like an, an essay on this and then like a comparison study on these films because yeah. there's, there's such all these links between the two for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got a great comparison with like the shower scene, the fact it's a, a very mentally young character, and the fact that I realized I'd do less damage to myself by running into a wall made of knives than I would watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tr- I tried to take notes on this film, like I really did, but I then I got to I got to a point where like one of my last notes is why is he fifty? Like there is no explain. There is one bit of explanation, and it kills me that John Favreau done this film. John Favreau, who is fucking single handedly keeping Star Wars afloat and began the MCU, right? Yeah. John Favreau's character is the Doctor, and he comes in and they de- DNA test him and says, and he's like, he's in some sort of childlike dependency state. And I'm going, why? His elf dad is the most put together elf yeah, exactly. I've ever met exactly. in my life. They are all fucking, and, and this is the other thing as well that that, that, I, that I screamed at the start, the bit where they're in school and it's all well, elf wanes, and I'm like, why is he fifty? Why is why is he like this? Because the elves medicine. live longer, Andrew. Obviously, so I, I, he I think, ages I think, like a yeah. person. But that doesn't make that again. I had this argument yesterday, and I'm going if they explain it as if it's something like Jack or fucking like the, those films where they 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 do age quicker or short. It, 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 yeah, I needed if to be the age lot. Yeah. Oh, it just it, honestly it irritated. Joseph says like it, the guy kind of plays it like with somebody that maybe has like additional needs and stuff, and like. I just it, it, it fucking annoyed me, man. I'm just like it doesn't make sense, and there's no need. He's for this. just an enthusiastic man about it's Christmas. Not, no, no, but that's not, not how it's. It feels like watching that bit in Forrest Gump with Jenny, and you're like, this feels wrong. Yeah, it's mm. like uh, this man is just happy. It's Christmas all the time. He comes from a magical Candyland in North. No, Pole. but the people in Magical Candyland, Paul, are realistic. They're but like, that's they're... that's the normal for them. We don't we don't get to see what elves get up to when they're not in the factory. I'm sure it's was... all kind of stuff. So they're well behaved in the was... workplace. I see what you're but saying. But he was brought up as an elf. So why is he not behaving like the other elves? Because he's in a new world, a new but, fantasy. No, imagine also, imagine but... if I just dropped you in Narnia. I doubt you would stick he grew it up, like a sore he grew thumb. up there. He was there from a baby pole. Yeah. He, you got raised as you got raised in that. No, world. I'm talking about the real world. The real yeah. world is his new magical world. Yeah, but he's not like you would assume, right? You would assume, and again, this we're getting right deep into this fucking <laughs> argument. You would assume that the elves would have some knowledge of the real world since that they've. Oh, that was the other note I, I did find funny that Santa was a slave driver. He comes in, he's like, "Oh, with a great Christmas, but now we need to start for next year." I'm like, they don't get fucking five days break now. I, I did um, write that down. No matter what way they are shown, like in any medium, elves are always just worked like dogs all year, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it, it does, to me, I just can't. I can't. Whatever way you put it, I can't make sense of why he behaves that way. I know. Regardless of, because again, none of the other elves act the way he does, and they don't like. They wouldn't act that way if they came to. To I keep saying came to Earth because it do does you, seem as if he's. Do you know why they're not acting that way, Andrew? Do you Go know on, why? tell me. Do you know why? Because you see, it's it's actually very well explained <laughs> in a way. It's subtle. It's subtle, and this is a film of subtlety. But <laughs> okay. There's a scene where Will Ferrell is trying to put together the toys, and he's only put together seventy-five. Yes. But all the other elves have made like 10,000 or something. So they put all of their elfy energy 
which is a word I have coined, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they put this elfy energy into making the toys. But if they weren't using that energy, uh-huh. they too would be singing in public. So you're they saying- too would be belching at the table. So what it sounds to me is though is you're telling me that Buddy the Elf chose to be awful at his job. He no, chose to use he's his a energy human. by he's a human who thinks he's an elf. And, uh, so he's he's reached that point where he's got all this he's energy, peaked. He's peaked. but he's only got the limitations of a human. It's really it's yeah. quite it's quite Greek, you know, in a way. It's Greek <laughs> tragedy. He's, oh, he's got aspirations to go all this way, oh, and it's, his body will only take film, him man. so far. Why are you defending this film? What, why are you asking I, that, Joseph? Why are you asking? Of course, you're going to defend the film. It's fucking Paul. Actually, I've I've <laughs> taken I've taken the liberty of uh, I wrote down a, a recasting of this film. Oh, I'm interested in that. Oh yeah, go Paul's, for it. Go for it. Paul's okay. still Please tell me. Please tell me. Body is less than fifteen. So I was going to cast Greg as um, Santa. Right. Uh, I thought he'd make a good. And Joseph, I've got a feel. I've got a feeling I'm Buddy. Joseph. I would make the manager and the doctor. You know the manager who just hates yeah. Christmas. Yeah, so I get it. I like John him. Favreau. I like him. He's Wonderful. funny. Andrew, you'd be the little brother. Um, I was gonna cast Sasha as the mum. Okay. Mm-hmm. The mum. The mum is the most understanding person. And by the way, she's film. the best bit about this film. Honestly, she the, the way she oh no, she's not the best, but I'll get to the best bit. But the way the way she's like, oh my god, this is incredible. You've got another son, and I'm like, wow, you are incredible. You got on board quick, didn't you? You got on board this. quick. Yeah. I was I was gonna cast V as Jovi. Okay. Right. That, that's her name, right? Jovi or is Jovi, it? Yeah. 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 Jovi. I think so. Um, and then I was gonna cast Craig as the dad. Obviously. Fuck you. Okay. And then I was gonna be I was gonna be the elf. Not of yet. course. Of course, yeah. But I I am actually curious and um maybe if I switch that around, maybe if I'm the dad mm-hmm. and you're elf, that would be much more entertaining, Craig. I could vision I could I could see Paul as the elf, but I would really like to see Craig. Exactly. That's that's, that's that. what I would like. It would be it'd be the acting challenge of my lifetime. I could see Greg as Buddy the Elf, but Greg just playing it as he hates it. <laughs> Every fiber yeah, of his yeah. body. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing I couldn't get past about this film, and again, it's a biased thing that I shouldn't be bringing into a film when I'm trying to to, to be um, fair to it is. Um, I, I I can't stand the character Jess and New Girl, who right. mm. um who who's the same actress because I'm I'm going to be quick right if you've never seen New Girl this is how New Girl goes Jess the main character goes let's all do this and every other character goes I don't want to do this and she goes we're going to do it anyway and then they do it and they all hate it and then she goes sorry I shouldn't have made you do that we won't do that again and then you go to next week. And same they thing. do it. It's literally the exact same fucking thing. So I have got a fucking vendetta against this woman. Plus, it was the film I reviewed to get on. This was the happening, and she's terrible in that. Oh, as well. of course. She yeah. seems like a lovely woman and a de- and a, and a good actress, but I, 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 I can't get past the whole so new girl like, thing. It's like she's stuck with that typecasting, which is yeah. <laughs> Who's that girl? Um, I, Who's the, that I will girl? say. I will say the the third act of the film is rather enjoyable. Yes. Um, where they finally reveal the bad guy of the film. Um, the the park rangers, uh, the characters that it's haven't so appeared rude. since before them, and I was really rooting yeah. for them. But I did a bit of digging, right? You know when uh, the 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 newswoman's like, 
Um, and the park rangers are still under investigation for some weird, like, you know, con- conduct they had in the Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> concert of 1985. Well, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, there was no Simon and Garfunkel concert in you 1985. It. There oh was a Simon and Garfunkel concert in 1981. Okay. And it was said that 30 years prior to the film, Buddy was born. So this is what I'm thinking. Maybe there was a concert prior to that and just after baby Buddy had been born that the park rangers somehow murdered Buddy's mum because, like, you know, she's dead, apparently, and she's been murdered. Now, murdered. Now, bear with me, right? When they're in the park coming after Santa, you see... Um, What's his pus? Um, Buddy's dad with the Santa suit on. He goes, ho, 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 come after me. And they just run right by him. Why? Because they're chasing after Buddy the elf because they know Buddy is the living heir to his mum who they murdered. The only piece of the puzzle that can convict them. So they're trying to get rid of evidence. Wow. You're, giving this, you're giving this movie far too much credit. I know. There's I need sequel. to inject some entertainment in this film, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's my harebrained scheme. What? <laughs> I love, I love the effort. I love that. I'm not going to no, commend, was... commend the research. I commend a lot of detail. I was wondering, you actually researched. No, the, I did. I researched it. And I, 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 I went through this theory while I was um, speaking to my girlfriend while I was making tea. And then I remembered halfway through my rant that Elf was still paused in the other room. <laughs> and I had to go back and watch it. Well, this is a problem, isn't it? All of you are just like, watching other things while the film is on. You should have been paying attention and you would have loved it. You would have picked up on all the nuance and subtlety. Can it's about as pe- subtle as the brick to Marv's face, which wasn't subtle. <laughs> Do you this know what character I, feel... I loved? Oh, who? I like the southern gent snowman. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah, quite... Him. I, I did quite like that that the 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 kind of because again I think it's an American thing I don't know if it's like Little Drummer Boy or Frosted like it was that kind of animation mm. for like mm. the Christmas cartoon I did like the way they incorporated that I thought that was really cool. Do we have yeah. anything positive to say about Elf? There was a bit I did like I, I enjoyed the ending. I liked the idea that um, Santa sleigh worked on like Christmas cheer and faith and all that stuff, and I thought. The wee, there was one bit that actually quite, that choked me up. There's like a wee blonde girl that talks to Buddy, I don't yeah. know, in the park, and she says that she's going to be, or what she wants for Christmas. And then as yeah, Buddy's wee brother's reading out, oh, such and such wants this and that. And she's like, um, oh, thanks, Buddy. And then everybody starts singing Santa Claus is coming to town and it cuts to her. And just this wee girl, so happy. And again, I am a bitter 30-year-old man. This film is clearly not for me. I can understand and I implore children to watch it because I'm sure they'll love watching this guy chow down on fucking Hershey's bars, spaghetti and syrup and stuff. And I feel bad because the campy stuff in Home Alone 2, I eat that stuff up, whereas in this one, I just didn't like it. But I thought the the bit where they were all singing and it kind of cut to the different people that we've met throughout the film was quite touching. But that's Rick, the picture. I'm, I'm curious. How did you feel? How did it make you feel? when Will Ferrell was sat at the table and there was about a seven actual second belch that just filled and there was nothing else on screen, you know, it would just cut to the different characters and you just saw, you know, Will Ferrell go, how did that make you feel? I closed my eyes and hit the mute button at that (laughs) that moment. (laughs) And then he finishes it off with, did you hear that? Did you hear it, Craig? Did you? (laughs) 
Did you really do you, hear him? Do you plan to get on his tits, Paul, or do you just have match? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Oh. It makes it so much better with that shitty like motion capture beard that's like here to you. Oh. <laughs> Did anyone else feel really sorry for Peter Dinklage in this film, by the way? Yes. Fucking hell. Yeah. I've Fucking always hell. hated that bit. Well, his his that introduction bit. is so insulting. Like, like, yeah. like Those shots, I'm, I'm actually really surprised at that. Like, that. That is incredibly insulting. And like obviously Peter Dinklage was also renowned for, um, for turning down roles that would yeah, show, like him in, show him in a certain light, which you credit to him. He really, honestly, he stuck to his guns and he's uh, reaped the benefits from that as well. But to go and do that, I'm not saying I don't he's picked a role again. It's not he's showcasing that, but he's, it was shown in such a way. It was just like, oh, it was so. I, that actually made me angry that bit. That really did make me angry. Yeah, I really didn't like that bit. I've never liked, and it just like the more I've seen it, it just makes me far too angry to like. I didn't realize. About it. And again, it's not an excuse because again, it wasn't right then and it's not right now. But like, I didn't realize how old this film was, like 2003, which yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> It somewhat dates it when you see these jokes and stuff like that, but at the same time, you're just like, yeah, that's, that's not cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm have you sure got any? Have you got any positives, Craig? Just out of interest, uh, there, there's there's a couple of lines in the film, as I said, that I kind of laughed at. Like, I think I laughed more at this film than Home Alone Two, but Home Alone Two was more entertaining, obviously. But because there is like when you when you have the writing team, like anything that Will Ferrell's involved in, there's this kind of like these people involved. That kind of make that, and then they've kind of shown their their hand now in later years with things like uh, Vice and The Big Short, like Adam McKay yeah. and, all, and all these people. Succession now on TV, which is one of the best shows on TV right now. You get these lines now and again in, in the film, which kind of made me really really laugh. There's a there's one of the questions, eight questions for the moment, which I can't spoil yet. But that that's one of the, that, that was one of the lines I was like, that's a really clever line. And the, and the thing about the elf making the shoes, that's really clever as well. So there's, there's little elements of it, which kind of go yeah there's something there yeah there's some good stuff there but overall my last note is all underlined fuck all happens and that's essentially what sums up the film for me just nothing happens he goes to New York he meets his uh, it, it, honestly it, it, oh, I, he I guess... reconnects with his father <laughs> right you Do come what back to nothing that, that is are, are your hearts made of stone? Right, Paul, this is, this is, you've you fucking, you've just set me up an absolute cracker when you're saying about, oh, he's just, he's so happy to be there, right? <clears throat> he's 30, right? And he comes in shouting about daddy, not his father, fucking daddy, right? It's, it's, oh, fucking, oh, it's <laughs> angered me so much. And Craig, your estimation Who among us hasn't called their own father that at one point this I mean, year? When I was ever. Never. This year. <laughs> <laughs> only if I want, only if I want to make my dinner. <laughs> but no, Craig, your summation of, of this movie is how I feel about most, um, if not all, Will Ferrell movies. Things like Anchorman and Step Brothers, I don't like them, but there's like it tends to be. Again, I feel as if I'm having a go at the guy, and I shouldn't. The guy's one of the best working actors as Will Ferrell. He's just not my taste. But things like Anchorman, Steve Carell. Paul Rudd are what I enjoy about this those films. Step Brothers, again, I have the same issue with Step Brothers. What I have with this one is I'm going, you're a 50-year-old man acting like a fucking child, essentially, and I'm just like, I can't deal with that. But again, Catherine Han and the brother and stuff like that, I like in that film. So I agree with you, like some of the writing and the jokes are there, but there's just that so much other stuff that just kind of waves over this where I'm just like, yeah, I can't deal with this. I can't watch this again. Does anyone else have anything else to add? 
about Elf before we move on to eight questions to fill them all. When I was doing some research about this, I found out that it was actually Jim Carrey was in talks to play the Elf. I no, oh, that is amazing that you say that because I was watching this film and I'm, at numerous times I thought to myself. I wonder if Jim Carrey was approached for this role because there were yeah. certain elements in this film. I was thinking, oh, I can imagine Jim Carrey doing this. I can imagine Jim Carrey saying this. Definitely. Ah, mm-hmm. that, that's good to know. That was really cool. Yeah. Do you think it would have um, been better? Do you think yes. you enjoyed yes. it? Yes. Yes. yes, it would have yes. been an enjoyable film. Yeah. At least. Very much so. I think it would have been way better. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I think we did it a little bit differently as well. Not, not quite as childlike, I think. I think, yeah. Really? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no, no. I think he would have brought something a little bit more to it personally. It would have been tasteful. Yeah, but yeah, mm, yeah, a little bit more tasteful. Yeah. As opposed to whatever Elf is. Right, lads. Thank you so much for your thoughts on Home Alone 2 and Elf. But just how much were you paying attention? Let's find out in eight questions to fool them all. Here's how it's going to work. Here's a little bit different from, from usual. So, Paul and Joseph are going to be asked one question each about both films. Andrew, you're going to be asked two questions each about both films, seeing as they are your films. But as I'm feeling in the Christmas spirit, Andrew, I'm going Uh to let you pick the order that people answer questions because the questions do get harder as they go on. So I'm going to let you pick the order. So obviously you need to go twice, but have a think. What order would you like us to go in? You pick whatever order you want, you cotton-headed ninny-muggins. You don't I'll, have the guts I, to make I'll, this I'll, harder for me. <laughs> I, I want to test myself, so I want at least one of the hard ones, but I'll okay. go, let's, let, let's, go, let's, let's do Age Before Beauty. Young Joseph can go first. Okay. Right. Now, the format, for those of you who don't know who are listening, is that if the lads get the question right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, I get a point. Let's see if I can win both games this year. Here we go. Right, we're going to start with Home Alone 2. Joseph. Yes. What's the name of the character in the black and white movie who says the iconic line, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals? These get harder? Um, The the Home Alone ones are fucking hard, by the way. Fucking hell, okay. She says the name multiple times in the scene. I know, I know. I want to say Gary, but it's not Gary. (laughs) Um, Alan, <laughs> I don't know why I want to say Gary. Um, Barry, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. No, like, no help. Like, no like, help. It's like a, it's a mobster film. It's uh, God knows. Gonna have to push gonna, you for an answer. But let's let's call him let's call him Ricky, shall we? Okay, okay. But uh, just out of interest, Paul Andrew, did you agree? No clue. No clue. Um, I'm gonna say Muggsy. The answer was Johnny. Oh, I was close. <laughs> it was a gen. It was a generic name made a little bit more fancy. So the first point goes to me. So Joseph, Sorry, Sorry, Joseph, guys. here is your elf question, Joseph. Okay. Here we go. What is Joby singing in the shower? Uh, she's um, singing the really kind of creepy Christmas song uh, called Baby It's Cold Outside. Correct. One point apiece. Andrew, who would you like to go next? Um... Let's let's let Paul go next. <laughs> so Andrew, you're backing yourself to get the last four right. Okay, all right. Oh no, wait, 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 wait. I didn't know. No, 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 no. Right, I'll go next, and then I'll take the last. Oh, two. I didn't realize that was the last one. No, 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 no. I didn't realize that's how we were doing it. I'll go next. Nah. 
I'll take okay. the hardest ones at least. Like that's... yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right, Andrew. Your home alone question. Whew. At the airport, what letter is used for the gate number for the McAllister's flight to Florida? You, I know <laughs> the gate numbers as well. It was clearly displayed on the screen if you were paying attention. I'm not asking for the, the number. I'm just asking I for know, the letter. I know the I know the numbers. You. It could it could be one of the numbers. You've got 26 off. The letter could be one. <laughs> I'm going to say. You should have uh, football next. I know. As a guess, I'm going to say B. It could be in the alphabet. <laughs> Got one in twenty six. Joseph and Paul, did you know? I would have said something like H. Um, preparation H. Yes. The answer was H. Unlucky, <sighs> unlucky, Andrew. The lads would have saved you if you'd picked them. Okay. Two six two one seven. So that's two one two me. Okay, Andrew, your elf question. Oh, what Buddy's mother called? No. Um, Mentioned multiple times in the film. I know. I can I hear think it. I know I this. Oh, it's not that's Lucy. It, it could be one of you know a, a name. It one of the names in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph and Paul. Did you know the answer? It's Susan Sarah. Wells. It's Susan Wells. Is oh, it's Susan. I was going to say. Susan Wells. <laughs> <laughs> Again, there, if you put Joseph there, Andrew, you've got both of them right because it is Susan Wells. <laughs> Three one. Oh. Okay, right over to Mister Paul Sturrett. Oh no! Here we go. Okay. <laughs> questions are absolutely diabolical. I'm sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Now I'll, I'll be lenient on this one. Uh, okay. How um, much money? Did Kevin spend on room service? Now Andrew's already given you a clue. He said it was in the nine hundreds. I will give you it if you're within five pounds. Nine hundred thirty-seven. Wait, no, no, hold on, hold. You dollars. can't give it. You I don't can't, want can't, can't give it to him five pounds. It's dollars. Sorry, sorry, dollars. <laughs> so the, ex- the exchange rate. I was like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nine hundred and fifty-seven dollars. He's killed it. He's fucking killed it. He's killed it. He's so close as well. He's so close. He's not what? right. Does anyone know the answer? Is it 997? Kevin, you spent 900. It's close. He's very close. It's 967. Oh, 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 43 cents. Sick. So close, Paul. But oh. Okay. Four, one. I never forget a bill. <laughs> well, apparently I do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Paul. What does Buddy say the fake Santa in the mall smells like? And seeing as you're behind, I'll accept just one of the answers. If you can get both, feel free. What does Buddy he call? Say? He says that he smells like two things. Two things. Yeah. All I have to do is name. It could be one of the things. It could be two um, aromas, Paul. <laughs> two aromas that exist in the world. <laughs> Some reason. Uh, any Witcher fans here will know all that's coming up to me is what Yennefer smells like, which don't ask me how I know. Um, <laughs> but um, let me think. He smells like, I don't think it's a good smell because he doesn't like him. I'm going to say he smells like eggnog and sadness. 
Did anyone else know? <laughs> you know something like, like he smells like beef and cheese, doesn't he? No, need... it's something like a something of lies. No, he said he says he's sitting yeah. on like a something of lies, but he smells like oh, beef yeah. and cheese. Andrew, you really should have backed Joseph, man. Fucking hell. Beef and cheese is the correct beef answer. Beef and cheese. Okay. Five one. Okay. Right. So for the last two questions, we're back to Mr. Andy Grayson. Now, this the home alone question is difficult, but I think I think it's gettable. All right. So this is this is my favorite question that I wrote. When Kevin is throwing bricks from the roof, how many hit Marv? Right. He gets scalped to one. He gets scalped to another. It's either three or four. So he gets hit once, decks it. Then Harry starts chatting shit, scalps my game. You got to do better than that. And then I'm going to say four because I, I think he hits him with three and then he runs out. And then Harry's telling him to get up. And that's when the fourth comes, so four. But, uh, Joseph and Paul, do you agree? Yeah, I agree with four. I will agree with a four. It is four. Correct. I'm so relieved. That is, that, is, that is my favourite scene in that film, yeah. man. Honestly, I laugh at that scene regardless of age or time or whatever. It's so good. <laughs> so it is five, two going into the last question. So you're playing for pride now, lads. You're playing for Double pride. points, mate. Double points. <laughs> so... Last question, and this is this is what I was alluding to earlier. I've got no chance. This, this this line was what made me laugh uh, right. as well. So, how old does Buddy's friend in the mailroom say he is when he's talking about his life? Oh, Joseph, you're so clever, and I'm not. Um, is this the point when they're drunk? Yeah. Oh, I was fucking pulling my hair out at this fucking point. <laughs> um, well, I know that it has to be an age. <laughs> You put, him, you put him third. You put him third. I know. You've done this to yourself. <laughs> I didn't realize. I didn't realize the format. I'm a fucking idiot. It wasn't, it wasn't, I was like, why did I go Joseph first? Um, it's going to be something really stupid. He's going to be like 22 or 21. 21. Any help? I would. I think he's in his fifties. Yeah. See. See. I. I've read something about how he's supposed to be 26. And it was cut, or like the line was going to be cut because the joke didn't land. So I was, I would have said twenty six because life's been hard to him. Yeah, it's twenty six. Oh, it's twenty six. So the guy in the mailroom. Yeah, the last. guy in the mailroom. Yeah, that was the joke, Paul. It was the joke was like he's had a really tough life. He's oh, he's twenty six, and that, that's what that's what I think right. the, joke, the joke was. So oh, right. you laughed at that. <laughs> I did. I thought it was funny. I thought I thought it was funny. I did. Oh wow! I'm twenty six years old. Was, I thought I thought I thought that was very funny. That um. Yeah, that I I don't like that. <laughs> that's kind of changed my opinion on the film. Oh I'm yeah, that, 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 that's the second point, is it? That's the second that's, point. That's kind of soured me on right, it now. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, we can see that we can see the Rotten Tomato review poster. I don't like that <laughs> one star. <laughs> oh, lads! Oh my god! Thank you so much for joining me. It's been absolutely brilliant. I love talking to you as always, as always. So. That was our Christmas special, talking about Home Alone 2 and Elf. We are hoping, we are hoping to be back with more podcast episodes in the new year. Let us know at 100 Film Reviews on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Any suggestions for themes, any suggestions for films? We are open to your thoughts, as always. As you all know, what we watch, you decide. So it's up to you. 
and we will have that vote and we will watch whatever you tell us to watch, good or bad, good or bad. In terms of the TV versions of the show, we are in the process of editing that right now. For those of you who have been following us on social media, for those of you who haven't, we have recorded a TV panel show version of The 100 where we deal with the very best and very worst of cinema. It's currently in post-production and hopefully it'll be out early next year. So please keep an eye out for that. Joseph, Paul, Andrew, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone listening. And a happy new year. Merry Christmas! But mankind won't be destroyed. The fact that you and I are working here.